when you think of vulnerability and you think of it as yourself, for so long, I saw vulnerability in myself as a weakness. Yet, if I were to be in a room with someone else and they shared something vulnerable, I thought it was so courageous and I was so envious of their bravery. And so apply that to yourself and recognize that when you share vulnerably, other people are going to resonate with it. People are going to be inspired by it. People are going to feel connected because at the end of the day, we're all just human. We're all just doing the best we can. And the more you share vulnerably, the more you help others recognize that we're all in this together. And it's so brave to share. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of Kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Today's episode was inspired by a conversation I had with a friend yesterday, and she shared with me that she listens to my podcast, which I did not know, and she was going through and listing each thing that I've been vulnerable about and how it inspired and affected her. And I have come to believe in the past year that my superpower is my vulnerability for a number of reasons. First of all, it has allowed me to build such deeper connections with people. I can so easily make friends. Like I have always joked that it is so difficult to make friends as adults. And that was true at one point in my life, but now that I am perfectly comfortable being vulnerable, I so easily make connections and I have a plethora of good, good friends now that I've developed over the past year or so. It also helps me get accountability and support. Since I shared my deep dark secret about my eating disorder and the other things that have followed, I've been able to now talk openly about it and ask for the support and accountability that I need to succeed and overcome my eating disorder. And now it's been what, like four years, I think, since I last engaged in any eating disorder behaviors. It also is a great way to constantly remind me that I am not alone. We are never alone. When we are in the depths of whatever it might be, addiction or shame or guilt or whatever you're struggling with, just know that you are not alone. You might be isolating, you might be deep in your inner critic right now, but at the end of the day, there is always someone 
and I can pretty much guarantee many, many people who have been through the same thing that you're going through, if you're able to speak more openly about it, other people will see that as a smoke signal coming up and they'll say, oh my God, someone else, someone else is out there and they'll reach out and eventually you'll recognize that you are not alone ever, ever in your life. And I love the saying that you're only as sick as your secrets. That's why I have decided to use my coaching skills to really niche down to vulnerability because I want to help people turn what they are most afraid of in this life into their own greatest superpower and to cultivate it into their greatest strength. So let me share a little bit about my vulnerability journey. I think it started probably with social media. I got on social media, my page Healthy Food ETX, and I was sucked into the typical social media facade of perfection. And I put together this curated page that was all smiles and healthy food and hiking and nature and all the fun stuff that people would love to engage in. Yet I was secretly behind the scenes, so deep in my binging, restricting, and at times my bulimia, and I was struggling so much. I was miserable. I was depressed. I didn't think that I was going to live to be 30 years old, yet I put on this front of, oh, everything's fun and happy and la 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 la. So. It eventually got to a point, I was on my page for a couple of months and I just felt like such a fraud and I was sick of it. I was sick of living the lie. I was sick of giving into the idea that everything needed to be perfect. And so I typed up my post that was sharing my deep dark secret with the world. I had never openly talked about my eating disorder and so when I made this post I was terrified. At that point in my life it was the most vulnerable that I had ever been and I typed at the post and I sat on it for a couple of days because I was not ready. This was the scariest thing I could ever imagine. What were people going to think? Were they going to judge me? Were they going to say mean comments? Were they going to make fun of me? I had built up in my head all the negative scenarios that were going to happen if I shared this secret with the world. And finally, I did the Mel Robbins count to five second rule. Okay, let's do this. One, two, three, four, five, post. And I posted it. And I pretty much threw my phone because I was so scared of what was going to happen. And next time I opened it, I was shocked. I was blown away at all of the love and support in all of these people from my life that I had no idea were struggling with their own food issues, reaching out and saying, you're not alone. Here's what I've been going through. And it just created this deep connection and this bond. And that's really when my page started to take off was when I 
put away the facade of perfection and opened up my humanity and the realness that we're all doing the best we can in life. And social media, what you see online is so fucking fake. I just wanted to be more real about it. But before that, I had actually had a random guy reach out to me who had this like quote healthy water it had a nice like ph balance or whatever and he was pushing for me to promote it and i was like mm, no like i don't really feel aligned with promoting an expensive healthy water when i'm perfectly fine with the water that i have like filtered water tap water whatever it's not a big deal and he went off on me and he was like how do you call yourself a healthy foodie when you don't even know what good water is and it really hurt me because i had not yet accepted the humanity and accepted the fact that People are going to judge. People are going to criticize you. People are going to have their own opinions. And you just have to build up your own confidence. And the more you share, the more you open up about anything you're going through, the less power it has over you. When he said all those rude comments to me, I was devastated. And I kept it to myself. And I didn't say anything. And I just dwelled on that for a long time and was really scared that I wasn't meant to be online. And then fast forward to a couple of months later, I got another negative comment and it was just a random follower like making fun of my smile. And I looked at it and I was like, huh, okay. Like, yeah, that was a pretty weird smile in that picture. And so it stung at first and then I took a screenshot of it and posted it on my stories and was like, hey, I have an admirer. And I made fun of it and I called it out and I took away the power of that insult because I was able to laugh at it and be vulnerable and share it with the world. I know so many people delete any negative comments that they have, but who cares? Like, just have fun with it. and. Put it out there so that you don't have it hold that power over you. And slowly but surely, I learned to get more and more vulnerable online. I remember the first time I cried on my stories. Oh, that was so scary and so uncomfortable. But the feedback and the support that I got was out of this world. And I just over time and practice. Vulnerability is a practice that the more and more you do it, the easier it gets. And so it got to a point where I started to make fun of my belly rolls and point out that at different angles, our bodies are going to look differently. I'm sick of trying to post the perfectly angled photo where my body looks perfect and I have a six pack and all that stuff because that's not realistic. I have cellulite. I have belly rolls when I sit down. I have stretch marks and that's part of being human. And I'm never going to edit those out because I don't want people to feel like they're alone when they look at their own bodies and see the dimples and the cellulite and 
all this stuff that just is part of being human, especially as part of being a woman in this world where we're taught that we have to look a certain way. No, no, fuck that. You are perfect just the way you are. So when I started sharing my belly rolls, it took away the power. It was so empowering to say, hey, this is my body take it or leave it and the feedback once again that i got i was afraid that people were going to make fun of me or judge me but everyone was just like wow this is so brave this is so courageous thank you for letting me know i'm not alone and it just took away the shame that i felt around it and it really doesn't affect me anymore. Now, every morning I used to, so I sleep in my underwear and I go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. And I used to avoid the mirror because I hate my butt and my thighs. And now it's gotten to a point where I have shared that enough online that I'm learning to embrace it, that this is my body, take it or leave it. And so every morning now, I go into the bathroom and I purposely look in the mirror. And when my subconscious tries to point out the flaws, I consciously put in positive affirmations and said, I love my body. I have a beautiful body. I love my strength and the, the power that my body holds and I just speak positive affirmations in, and I truly am getting to a point where I love my body for the first time after a lifetime of body dysmorphia. I am learning to see my body, flaws and all, as perfection. And the retreat that I went to recently really helped with that because there were women of all different shapes and sizes, and we did an ice bath, so everyone was in their bathing suit. And I remember looking around at all the different bodies feeling like, wow, I am just in awe of the beauty that I'm surrounded by right now. Everyone was so unique and perfect in their own way. And it helped me to look around and say, why can't I apply that to myself. Why can't I appreciate my own unique body the way that I do all these other beautiful women? And that was really eye-opening for me. And I actually ended up getting naked later on in the retreat. And that was such a powerful experience to be fully seen and fully held and supported in my most vulnerable moment. Then another little thing that I do that feels extremely vulnerable and scary for me is I am, oh, when I say I'm the worst dancer ever, like I remember in college, I would go to country dance halls sometimes because Texas A&M gigum. And like country Western dancing is pretty damn easy in the scheme of dancing. And I would have guys be like, ooh, yeah, at least you're cute because I was such a bad dancer. And so I haven't even tried dancing in my adult life at all because I am so embarrassed and it is next level vulnerability to put myself out there. So about three or four months ago, 
I was having some health issues and I wasn't able to do my strength training workouts, but I still wanted to move my body. And so I randomly decided to try doing a dance workout. And I was terrified, even without filming, without anything, just being by myself, pretending like I could even try to dance felt so out of my comfort zone, but I did it and I did it again and again. And then one day I said, fuck it. Like I'm going to film this and I'm going to post it because I want to take the power away. I want to take away the fear of dancing. I want to take away all the negativity, the judgment that I feel towards myself when it comes to dancing. And when I put myself out there and was vulnerable and shared it, it allowed me to laugh at myself and have fun with it. And it's gotten to the point where I love doing dance workouts and I catch myself in the kitchen all the time, just singing and dancing and having a good old time, which I have not let loose like that since I can remember. And so it's just allowed me to play and have fun and enjoy life so much more with just such a simple act as being vulnerable and trying a dance workout for the first time. And then another step towards vulnerability that has helped me tremendously was my podcast producer and good friend Ruby had me on her podcast called Flaunt Your Flaws. And we talked about the difference between eating disorders and disordered eating. And it was the first time, cause I just randomly mentioned that there was a difference to her. And so she asked me to come on and speak to it. And I had to do a little bit of research. And in doing that research, I was forced to come to grips with the fact that even though I was in recovery from my eating disorder, I still had very disordered eating. And that was a hard fact to face. And then to go on her podcast and talk about it to the world right after I realized it for the first time, that was really scary for me. And it was really vulnerable to share something so personal because it's one thing to say I had an eating disorder and it's in the past and you're able to distance yourself and disassociate and not have that deep emotion associated with it. But when I got on there and said, no, today, right now, I have disordered eating and talked through it, that allowed me to really process it and recognize that it's okay and it's just something that I need to be aware of and work on. And I'm happy to say that happened probably three months ago. And now I have completely elevated my food and I have learned to be a really healthy eater and get rid of that disordered eating, which was so necessary and I didn't even recognize it until I was able to be vulnerable with myself and then with the world to help hold me accountable. So my friend asked me what advice I could give for someone that's trying to learn to be more vulnerable. And first of all, 
like I said, I am specializing this in this in my coaching. So please reach out to me at Healthy Foodie TX, shoot me a DM, and I would love to set up a discovery call, see if this is something that I can help you with, because vulnerability really can enrich your life more than I can even express. But a few tips that I wanted to give that could maybe help just change your mindset around it a little bit is first of all, when you think of vulnerability and you think of it as yourself, for so long I saw vulnerability in myself as a weakness, yet if I were to be in a room with someone else and they shared something vulnerable, I thought it was so courageous and I was so envious of their bravery. And so apply that to yourself and recognize that when you share vulnerably, other people are going to resonate with it. People are going to be inspired by it. People are going to feel connected because at the end of the day, we're all just human. We're all just doing the best we can. And the more you share vulnerably, the more you help others recognize that we're all in this together. And it's so brave to share. Along with that mindset shift, recognize that the main factor in progress is vulnerability. You have to step into the unknown to grow and evolve. If you stay in your comfort zone forever, you're just going to be the same person and who wants to never grow? Like that's not the way that life is supposed to work out. And so the basis of progress is vulnerability. And success is really born from the unknown. If you want to invent something new, if you want to succeed in business, you have to constantly be pushing yourself to the edge of your comfort zone. That's something that I've really been working on so much this past year is stepping farther and farther and farther out of my comfort zone. And that involves being vulnerable because when you take that step into the unknown, you don't know what's going to happen. And that is so scary because we want certainty. We want to, our, our subconscious wants to protect us. And that involves doing things that we are familiar with, that it can predict, that it can keep us safe with. And so when we step into the unknown, our subconscious is like, uh, what, like, what's going on now? We can't predict this new unknown. And so it'll try to stop you and it'll build this resistance against it. But you have to continue to fight through that resistance, continue to fight through your subconscious just trying to protect you. And the more you do it, it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the stronger it gets. And the more you do it, the more rewards you get. And so it'll just reinforce how powerful it is over time. One thing that has really helped me as well with vulnerability is just to recognize that the more I know, the more I don't know a damn thing. And I need to acknowledge that. I need to recognize and share openly about the fact that I'm just doing the best I can in life. And the more I learn and grow and evolve, the more there is to learn and grow and evolve. It's a never-ending process, a never-ending journey, and that's a beautiful part of life. I love that for us. 
So to turn vulnerability into a tool for success, you need to take seemingly comfortable situations and make them uncomfortable. Like I said, step out of your comfort zone time and time again. Think about the moment that you had an aspiration, whether it be big or small, whether it be to lose weight or start a business or ask out your best friend, whatever it is, think about that time that you really desired something and you thought about it for a second with love and desire and then immediately you felt that vulnerability and took a step back and said, but I could never, I could never do that. That's not in me, that's too uncomfortable. I, I don't know what that looks like and so you just give up on it. I've had so many lost dreams. I mean, even my ice cream business, I haven't fully given up on it. I'm still coming up with recipes and I'm trying to build my brand so that I can eventually talk to someone to create a recipe book with it. But I was so afraid of putting myself out there and having him steal my idea or laugh at me or just, I imagined all these things in my head. I'm not far enough along. I haven't built my brand. I don't know what I'm doing. And now he is starting to come up with his own ice cream recipes and I'm afraid it might be too late. So again, I haven't fully given up on the hope there, but if I had acted on that dream and that desire right from the beginning, there's a chance that I could have nailed this down by now. So we'll see where that goes, but it is still a constant battle stepping into the unknown and getting that vulnerable and putting yourself out there for fear of criticism and judgment. And then another thing that I heard that I really liked is to change quote, but I'm not to because I am. And one example is, going back to my business one, but I'm not a business person. So do I need to change that to, I own a business because I'm interested in being of service to the world and getting paid for it. So, but I'm not is totally outcome focused. You're not there yet. And maybe you can't see a clear path forward yet, but you have to start somewhere. So change it from, but I'm not to because I am. Because I am is process focused. And that helps you develop the process. And that helps you think to the next step and the next step. What do I need because I am? What resources do I have? I am worthy. I am a hard worker. I am strong. I am confident. I am resilient. And all of these reasons are why I am going to be successful. I don't care what that end goal looks like. I need to release the timeline because I know that what I really want, I can manifest. I can manifest anything I want in this world as long as I'm willing to take the human footsteps, take that inspired action to get there because I am. I am strong. I am brave. I am resilient. I am determined. I would recommend a little piece of homework can be to journal and journal on one simple aspiration you have, whether it be something like lose weight or host a dinner party or travel by yourself, whatever it might be, and follow it with, 
because I am. And then journal on what your biggest aspiration is as well. So just pick a random aspiration and journal and say, I want to travel because I am courageous and I am self-sufficient and I am independent. And then figure out what your biggest aspiration in life is. I challenge you to share this with one person, including me. I would love, oh my God, I would love for you guys to DM me at Healthy Foodie TX or the Perfectly Broken Podcast and share with me what your biggest aspiration is. And we can celebrate together and we can dream together and I can hold that vision with you because you are. Because I am. We can do this. We can absolutely do this. And then that'll just help you go from process and progress oriented to help you figure out what the next step is and the next step and the next step. And the world can't give you what it has if you don't tell the world what you want. That is one thing for manifestation is you need to speak it into fruition. Speak it over and over. Tell everyone. That's why I'm telling everyone I am a life coach. I am a quantum life coach. I am a world-class life coach and I am here to serve and I am here to change lives. And that feels scary for me to say because who am I? to change lives? Who am I to think that anyone would care what I have to offer? That is scary, but the more I talk about it, the more confident I'm becoming and the more empowering it is and the less fear I have behind it. So really, the more vulnerability, the more you can grow. And if you got anything out of this episode, please let me know. Shoot me a DM, like, rate, review, follow, subscribe, do all the good stuff. And I can't wait to talk to y'all next week.